So, Troy, I was going through my computer and I came across some old files, uh, and you won't believe what I found. Is the FBI webcam man going to be a concern for you, Crispy? No. What kind no, of files are we that. talking about here? It's not that. Uh, you remember how I had some Taylor Swift parodies on my channel back in the day? Oh, no. Yeah. I tried oh, no. to make a demo to uh, an anti-hero um, like parody that I was going to do for Taylor Swift about David Tennant coming back. But I never what? got around to it. So this was just a, a test on how, like, it would sound. The lyrics aren't there, but I just sang it and then added David Tennant in, in certain places. Let's so hear anyway, it. Here's, here's what it sounds like. No, that needs to be released. You need to pull that out. I'm not having it. Release that. I think it's a bit of a banger. That's amazing. How have you not released that? How did you it's not release just, that? It's not. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. You know. I think Nothing I'm the problem. Nothing ever it's is me. crispy. Nothing ever yeah. is. But that is. So release it. All right. Well, you know what is going to be perfect this episode because we're looking back on series seven, yo. Oh yeah, the most popular series of Doctor Who for sure, baby. Ever. Let's go. The most popular series ever. Yeah, it's it's the best piece of fiction in existence. Am I right? Roll the intro. Yeah. Because everyone agrees and everyone wants to hear us talk about- No, seriously, let's roll the intro. Let's get into it. Go! Roll it! Hello and welcome back to Season 2 of Who's There? A Doctor Who Podcast, the show where two YouTubers get together and talk about Doctor Who. I'm one of your hosts, Troy, also known as Red Archer Live, and with me today is the man who has added a very cool sound effect to the soundboard at my request, and also at the request of a couple members of the community. Uh, do, you want to, do you want to roll it for us? Do you want to roll it for of us? Of course, of course. Here we go. Brace yourselves, everyone. Tastes like chicken. It's Crispy Fro, everyone. How are you doing, buddy? I'm very good. How are you, Troy? <laughs> oh, it's so good. You, you've added some more sound effects in, have you not? There is another one you've added in. Are we going to save it? Should we save the one I'll that you shocked it. you with earlier? Yeah, I'll save are it for any, the appropriate moment in the podcast. Um, um, uh, what about this? No. Oh, oh, we're going into an, oh. a, a new segment. <laughs> oh, oh, right. So today in news for Doctor Who, uh, like that was that was good. Yeah. You should have like a, oh, you know what you should do? You should have like a, a bong, like a news bong for every new bit of news we look at. Dong, toilet roll. Because we're gonna be talking about that in a minute. Didn't think I'd be All saying right. that today. Um. You, are you getting a sound effect of, of a bomb? Yeah, I'll get, I'll get one out. You you explain what we're doing today, Troy. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about Series 7 of Doctor Who in our usual Looking Back series, uh, where we take a look at each specific series of the modern run of Doctor Who and look back on it, reflect. Um, as uh, a few people have been pointing out recently, we haven't looked at the specials so far. I don't think we're going to be doing that either after Series 7, but I think I want to shoot it with you. I reckon once we finish Flux, we look at each of the three groups of specials afterwards, maybe? The David Tennant ones, Matt Smith and Jody specials, because we obviously aren't focusing oh, yeah, on yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to like do that, that at some point. I so like we that. will do that. But at the minute, we're just going on numbered series. Um, and today, we're looking at Matt Smith's final series. So we will only be talking about mm. series seven. We'll finish up with Name of the Doctor. We won't be talking about day or time. So that will come later. That will come later. But we have got quite a bit of news to talk about as well in the meantime. So uh, while Crispy's still getting the sound effect... Um, uh, what, what did so you think of the Ant-Man 3 trailer, Crispy? Sound effect. It was go good. Off topic immediately. <laughs> it w it was good. I enjoyed it. That is one of my favorite Marvel trailers in a long time. I am so really? excited for that. Film. I think I'm going to be insufferable next month. They didn't reveal too much, which what I liked, but I think they showed 
Kang, which is what I was after. They showed Kang kicking Ant-Man's face in. What more did you want? I wanted uh, Iron Man to rock up. I wanted Iron Man no, to be didn't. there. I wanted Bruce Wayne to rock up as well. I wanted uh, just all of the multiverse confirmed in one trailer. At the start of Phase 5? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if this correct. wasn't a Doctor Who podcast, the poll right now would be, does everyone think Ant-Man's going to die? Any Marvel fans in the YouTube comments section, just let us know. Do you think Ant-Man's going to die in Ant-Man's frame? Please. That's our, that's our first question, and it's not even Doctor Who themed. There's just a few not people on my Discord who seem convinced he's going to die, and I'm like, I... I know what you're saying, but please don't say that. I don't want that. <laughs> we, we don't. We don't want this. They're literally like it's the start of a new dynasty. How do we start it off by killing off Paul Rudd? You don't kill Paul Rudd. But before we get into it, one thing we have to do that we definitely didn't forget about until after the recording. Hence why Crispy's camera is not working right now. Mm. Hi, Crispy. Hi. Hi. It's the poll. We're still getting used to things. Okay, last week we, there wasn't a poll, so you know, allow it. But we asked you last week. Do you think the news the 60th anniversary trailer was released too soon? Uh, Crispy, Ooh. what do you think the audience response was on this? Uh, they would completely agree with me and say, yes, yes, it was. Well, they didn't agree with 100%. you at all. <laughs> so, uh, on Anchor, out of 32 votes, 75% said no, 25% said yes. And on YouTube, out of 363 votes, thank you very much, vote more, everyone, let's get all the votes we can, uh, 73% said no, and 27% said yes. So about a quarter of the audience agrees with you. Uh, pick a number between 1 and 11, Crispy, and we'll get one answer to justify it. 7. Number 7, number 7. Uh, one, oh, you picked it perfect. 139,087 polls. Woohoo! The council say Troy is not tolerable. What? That's not about what? <laughs> Joke also beat the meep is normally referred to as the meep in the comic. That's not justifying your answer in the poll, polls. Come on. 139,000 polls, it should be, rather than polls. Give me one more number, Crispy. Uh, three. Number three, Jamingo. I put yes because I accidentally misread the question. I thought the question was, was the 60th anniversary specials trailer good? But yeah, my actual opinion yeah, yeah. is, no, I don't think it was too soon. I want an actual, like, justification, people. <laughs> um, Artizone, I'm picking one out. Artizone said, I'm with Troy. It was a great Christmas present, and it's going to be a long wait, so I'm glad we have something to keep us going. However, if the gap between eras wasn't as long, Crispy makes a good argument. There Thank you go. Thank you. So that, that's a us both. There we go. So let's continue with the episode now in definitely a way that won't feel disjointed because Crispy's camera will suddenly be back on. Enjoy! Is the sound effect ready, Crispy, yet? Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this Ooh. is a great start to the episode. It's a, I, I, went, I just went to three separate websites and none of them <laughs> had like a, a download link. And I was like, for goodness sake, but what about this, Troy? I, I don't know if this will work. Here we go. This is our new news uh, oh, sound effect. That's there is a spillage in aisle five. Can we please, uh, can, can we have a cleaner to aisle five? Uh, there is a giant slug in aisle five. Aisle five. There and it is, is sucking slug. people up, Crispy, because one of our first headlines, we're gonna, that's going to be mm. our great segue. Um, mm. So last week, there was a giant slug. This yeah. week, there's a giant slug sucking people up. You've got to be careful <laughs> how we say that. I'm really going to be careful yeah. how I word that. In the podcast document, I worded it very differently. Um, mm. You can probably mm. guess how. But yeah. uh, <laughs> the word off was in there. Anyway. Yeah. So what's going on with the slug, Crispy? Why, why is there a slug sucking? I think that it's just another, another Russell T. Davis monster that's going to be weird and wacky and all kinds of strange. So I don't know. I really don't know what to expect from this story. I don't think it'll look like how it looks like currently in the episode. They're oh, going to yeah, have no, some CGI not. elements over it, definitely. Yeah. Um, but just seeing it on its own is very funny. I'm getting vibes of Series 3, uh, Daleks in Manhattan. Okay. You know, when Dalek Sex sucks up, um, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. The guy who becomes Dalek Sex hybrid. I can't remember the actual guy's name. 
No, uh, that's, Mr. Diagra. Mr. Diagra. Wow. When he when he sucks when he sucks up his head and he kind of like goes over his head and then it kind of like starts sucking down over him in CGI. Again, yeah, yeah, wording, yeah. you've got to be so careful here. Um, the pictures are, there's like, it's got a couple of kids, interestingly, it seemed like, were like stood in the slug. It was almost hogging them, but there was a big like suck mm. thing over their heads. So I think in CGI, it might also cover them and then it, I don't know, eats the kids. I don't know how Dark Russell's going with this. So Nor do something's I. Something's going on. Something's going on. But the slug is sucking people up. I just whacked <laughs> yes, my cable up. because I had to stop myself <laughs> there from saying something else. Because that would be really oh, very weird. Very good. Um, Crispy, give us the bong. The bong. Oh, yeah, for the next piece of news. Yeah, we'll just keep using it. We'll just keep using it and then get a bong for next week. I'll just keep it. I, I, keep I couldn't it do much. That, that's what. That's what it. That's literally what it's called. All right. All you have to do is go on YouTube, search bong sound effect, and then go to like d- YouTube to MP3 and yeah. download it. Yeah, I was trying to be more efficient, which in turn ended up me being not efficient at all. Much less efficient. Yeah, it's fine. Yes. It's fine. All right. I tell you what. Hit, hit it again, and then you roll into the big news. You know, the big, the big one. Okay. The Doc Two account is self-confirmed. Go. Mm-hmm. So, the big piece of news that we have is that Gemma Redgrave is officially back as Kate Stewart. Clean up an aisle, Kate. Uh, clean up an aisle, Kate. Clean up an aisle, Kate. Yes, oh, uh, that, boy. that is the, the huge bit of news. And they also finally confirmed the... I don't know how to pronounce his name, Troy. You're going to have to I help me I did it on here. purpose to make you read his name out. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to have to help me here. I can't no, even find, try I need to find the original Come on, come on Nkusi, come on. Oh, wow. That's no, a no, sore just spot. try and pronounce it, Mr. Nkuti. I need Come to on. find the original post. This is how professional I am. Right now. You're, not, you're, not, you're not prepared. LOL XD. LOL XD. Ruffle. Okay, so his name is. Anurin Bernard. I think that's about right. There you go. Well yeah. done. Thank you so much. And he will join the, mis- the series as the mysterious Roger A.P. Gwilliam. Well, actually, 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 and this is the first. I'm going to focus on him rather than Kate because there's an interesting theory with Kate, and I don't know if you've seen it, so I want to shoot it your no, way. In a minute. Okay, I want to okay. shoot it your way in a minute. Shoot it um, my way. And you're in Barnard playing Roger App William. App is Welsh, and it apparently is Welsh oh. for son of. Son of William. Now there was a certain couple in Torchwood by the names of Gwen Cooper and Reese Williams. Gwen Williams, Gwilliam, son of Gwilliam. There is a common theory on Twitter. <laughs> brilliant! Brilliant! Yes! Good use! Good use! Uh, yeah, people are starting to connect the dots and wonder because apparently the story that he's in, I don't know where this came up, but I've seen people mentioning it on the grapevine that apparently it's set in 2046. Yeah, I heard that too. If it's set in 2046, he probably looks about the right age, considering that the, the kid was a baby in Miracle Day, which was 2010. So 36 years old, I think he, he, he roughly pulls off the 36-year-old look. So he could be Gwen and Reese's son. That would be a very interesting yeah. connection. I would, ne- I would never have thought of that. That's, that's interesting. Go. But I mean, I'm sure if Russell was trying to build the, the Doctor Who cinematic universe, that's one way to go yeah. about it, to have these really obscure actually- family lineage. Actually, Crispy, with another mm-hmm. good segue, we're on our segue form today. That's oh next my goodness. week's episode, because next week we're going to be talking about potential upcoming spin-offs. We want to discuss <laughs> potential spin-offs that Russell might be cooking. We want to try and break it into a little and break into you know details, you know? Talk about things and discuss what might be coming. But no, I think that could be a really good idea. Just kind of explore the options that Russell maybe is cooking. We don't even know. We don't know what he's cooking. 
What what is he cooking, Crispy? Well, let him cook. I don't care. Just let, let him cook. cook. That's all <laughs> when, I when care When he reads the spin-offs, someone cooked yes. it. we got to stop with the Breaking Bad memes. I swear down. we got to stop with them. Uh... But that is going to be next week's uh, episode. So in the Q- comments section is your next one. And this one's actually Doctor Who themed and the Spotify Q&A. What do you think? Either first off, what would you like to see for potential spin-offs? And second off, what do you think are the most likely potential spin-offs? Yes, please. Cool, Leave cool your options. thoughts. In the comments, yeah. thank you. We've both got our own opinions, but we're going to leave them be for the timing, yeah. I think, aren't we, Crispy? You yeah. Know? Oh, Troy, Troy, can you hear what? that? What? We got some more news. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> me. This is going to end up being the actual like yeah, news no. sound effect. I can see it coming. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, so staying on the topic of the uh, the next series of Doctor Who, just very briefly, uh, a mm. new uh, set was found in Newport in Wales. It was a an overhauled stall front for a flower shop called Blooming Fresh. Hmm. Could be completely unrelated. However, there was a flower shop, a florist, if you will, in the Sarah Jane Adventures called Bloomin' Lovely that was run by Gita, Rani's mum. Could it be another callback? Could Russell be just doing the magical mystery tour and, like, bringing back new characters and incorporating them in new ways? He could be. I don't know. I don't know. I just so. let him I'll cook, for goodness sake. Let him cook. Let Stop him cook saying let him cook. <laughs> Stop saying let him cook. I'm going to slam my hand on this desk and it will hurt my elbow. No, I'm literally don't. 80 years old. I woke up with a sore elbow and I have put joint cream on my elbow. I'm 23 years of age and I'm going on 83. It's a problem. Oh, Troy. No, Troy, I literally, I always put boy. this elbow on my desk. People who on the video, if you see me do that, I'm specifically not doing that because it's going to hurt my elbow. So I'm trying to just like sit upright and I'm re- suddenly realizing how hard that is for me to do. I'm just dead fidgety. Just, you know? just sit upright. <laughs> I'm so fidgety. Yeah, to just sit upright uh, like this. I can't I can't do this for an hour. So, Crispy, what do you yes. think of the next piece of news? Please hit the ding dong bing bong bell. Well, the next bit of news uh is a rumor right now that is currently circulating that uh Susan Foreman, the is it Susan Foreman? Is that correct? Susan Foreman, actually. Oh, okay, ha ha ha. Um, we'll be returning in the 60th. That is a heavy, heavy rumor, um, and I believe it. You know, we've we got the um, actor Ian Chesterton. Is that the name? I don't know. I'm butchering Chesterton my classics. Is, yeah, Chesterton. Ian Chesterton. But that's not the actor. Um, in that's the power the, of the Doctor. The, yeah, character. So I, I think I think we're long overdue for <laughs> Susan. <laughs> just completely to ignoring my correction there. Yeah, which I'm is valid. realizing. Yeah. I'm realizing I stuffed it up. But you did. So yeah, Susan uh, well, might be in the sixtieth. That's that, there's nothing they're basing seems it on. Fitting, I think right. It seems fitting. I, I yeah. think I I don't think Russell would miss that opportunity. Yeah, because obviously, like Power of the Doctor did like quite a lot of classic callbacks, and it doesn't mean that the sixtieth shouldn't, but it means it could also do it in its own ways. And like Susan wasn't in the Power of the Doctor, maybe go for no. some characters that weren't in it as much and bring them to the forefront, like Paul began. Anyway, oh 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 oh, one more crispy, one more. Oh, Almost. sorry, my bad. There we go. Toilet roll in aisle six. Toilet roll in aisle six because, mm. uh, according to the Mirror, or is it the Sun? I don't know. One of the newspapers. Um, there is going to be some new merch coming very soon for 60th. They're going to be trying to get back into the merch forefront, and that's actually going to be another future episode soon, so stay tuned Ooh, for look that. Out, look um, out. But, but apparently, one of the potential merch items is Doctor Who themed toilet paper. I. Surely not, right, Crispy? Surely not. Stop. I'm going to stop that. Stop. I'm going to stop that now. <laughs> that's, that's the noise before you use the toilet paper. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Surely not toilet paper, right? Oh, uh, I... If we're being real right now... I know this bomb. It, it sh- 
Do you know what? I've said it a couple of times, but I'm going to stand by it this time. That might be the best joke I've ever made on this podcast. Oh my goodness. That oh might, my thank God. you, thank you, thank you, oh thank my. you. That actually, I think I've peaked. 42 wow. episodes in, I think I've actually peaked. That was that, oh man, that was good. I kind of want to well leave it there Troy. and just move on. <laughs> Yeah, that we're moving on. We're moving no, let's on. not. Let's not. Let's not. Go on. You were gonna say something. Go on. Oh no, I was just <laughs> gonna say if they if they're gonna do that, it would have to be like the TARDIS. I don't want anyone's like face or anything. You know, I feel like that'd be really disrespectful. It was disrespectful if it's just the TARDIS. Maybe just. Well, they could put Orphan Fifty Five on color? it. TARDIS blue. That's the only thing I'd accept. If it's TARDIS blue, that's the only thing. Thank you. What did you say? Yeah, I knew you didn't hear me. I don't. I said they I could don't put Orphan Fifty Five on it. <gasps> oh. Or in the forest of oh, in the forest of the exactly yeah stop <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna use that vine boom so in much the I swear loud. but no I, I I think that um I think like obviously increased merch is definitely gonna be a big thing I mean people keep oh, saying absolutely. you know look at the way the merch was when the David Tennant era was around mm. even when Matt Smith took over it kind of dropped off a little bit not massively but it did drop off like the series yeah. two series three era of Doctor Who the merch was just ridiculous it was everywhere Doctor you Who couldn't Fruits, escape it. Doctor Who Froobs, Crispy? What's a Do you know what a Froob is? No. Should oh. I? Like, leave, let, leave a comment if you know what a Froob is. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it okay. there. Well, no, what do you think? Right. I'll tell you what, I'm going to make you guess. What do you think a Froob is? A little action figure. No, it's a yoghurt pouch. It's like a, a yoghurt pouch. It's like a pepper army shaped. It's a yoghurt pouch and they've released Doctor Who themed Froobs. What flavour? Strawberry, I think. But I think there were different flavours. Oh. I'm not too sure. Delicious. Cyber strawberry. I don't know. Um... Dalek dragon fruit. I'm making it up as I go along. Let's move on. Oh, wow. um, so I think while there could be more merch, I don't know if Lou Roll's the right thing. Although I really do kind of want Lou Roll now. It says I know this bomb. I think that'd be really. That's funny. amazing. That's so <laughs> funny. Maybe we'll maybe was... we'll make that the uh, the who's there merch. That's what we can. I do. should be on the John Bishop show. I should be doing stand up on the John Bishop. You should. Show. You should. Oh, I should be. Yeah. I, back I was you. just looking for the peer dad. Sorry, I mentioned John Bishop, so I had to say it. That needs to be another soundboard. That I was about to, to say. Yep. I'll find yep. that. We'll get there. We need to have a list. We need to have a list mm. of like different sound effects you need to add in that you've all got ready. How many buttons can you have on screen at once? Like 30? I can just have go, boom, endless. Boom, boom. I can have so many on the screen right now. Okay, so have you got like any kind of fanfare to get into the main topic of today's video? Uh, no, not a fanfare, but a, a neat transition sound effect. Oh, go on. Here we, here we go. Ooh dramatic so crispy yeah what do you think of doctor who series seven mm. what about it what do you want to know <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to who's there a doctor who podcast <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll have to stop making that joke so how do you want to do this do you want to look at series seven as a whole or or hot take do you want to try and split it into the two parts that it was released in because unlike series six there is like some very serious like thematic differences between part one and two of series seven so it might warrant the split more there i think i think we should split it up i think the think they're two very very different parts of a series we've got two different companions for goodness sake that's very true three different companions yeah. don't three different about companions. poor old rory well i didn't he died again again yeah you know again when doesn't he when don't, when don't, I? don't I? Exactly. <laughs> uh so series seven part one crispy yeah what do you think of it five episodes we have Asylum of the Daleks, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, A Town Called Mercy, The Power of Three, and The Angels Take Manhattan. What, what, do, you, what do you think of these episodes? Talk me through. Let me just uh, remind you that uh, this was the second series that I watched simulcast with the world. Very true. Yes, it was. And 
my excitement for this series. Oh my goodness. I don't think I've watched a trailer more than I have the series seven part one trailer in my life. I, I could probably like, if I hear the opening little bit of music in that, I could narrate the entire thing. I love that trailer so much. It was my favorite. Um, and the one thing they set out, I was disappointed at the start. What are you, what are you saying? I was Troy. saying I don't remember the trailer. I don't remember. You don't it remember? At all. The, well, it impacted me like ridiculously. Um. Anyway, anyway, it's the one. It's the one at the end where he's like carrying Amy out. He's like, "Who killed all the Daleks? Who do you think? It's the Doctor. It's the Doctor. He did it." Um, I know. Maybe I didn't see the trailer because I remember him saying that in the episode, but I don't remember knowing that line beforehand. Oh, that was like the the right at the end of the trailer. So basically, it was it was it was like me with the Mass Effect Legendary Edition trailer because before I bought that game, I watched the trailer probably about fifty times and was like, I probably should just buy this game and stop watching the trailer. Yeah, that was yeah. that was that was the obsession that I had. With All this, this morning so- we that man three because I've already watched the trailer about ten <laughs> times. Like before I, I did my first course, lesson this yeah. morning, I watched it in uncom- no like more than like any other like tra- I just kept watching it. I don't know why I was enamored wow. by it. Wow, yeah, damn. Damn. I, I like Jonathan Majors as Kang, bro. He's going to be good. He's going to um, be great. He's going to be Yeah, good. no, I don't remember the trailer too much. I honestly well, anyway, don't. we don't have to dwell too much on it, but that I was really, really hyped. I'm trailing off. All, oh, nice. It's all I'm trying to say <laughs> is that, um, yeah, I, w- I was very, very hyped for this series. One thing they set out from the get-go uh, was that it's going to be the most cinematic e- like ever. Each, each week's going to be a blockbuster. Yeah, gonna, that was It looked like they poured a bunch week. of money into it, can I just say. They poured... It looked like they did a lot. Um, and I was... I remember being at school and I was initially disappointed when I read that, oh, it's going to be split up. We're only getting five episodes of Doctor Who, this series, and a Christmas special. And I was like, what? What? Me being like, you know, treated the past two years to you know, a whole whole series. Like, what? This is ridiculous. Little did I know the horrors to come, um, but that's okay. Uh, but anyway, Asylum of the Daleks, loved it. Is that a controversial opinion, Troy? Did you know that Jenna what? Coleman was going to be the next companion at that point? Yes, I did. So this was the big thing, was that Jenna Coleman like, was announced <laughs> that Amy and Rory were leaving at the end of these five episodes. I think it was also announced it was going to be an Angel episode they were going to be leaving on. But it was yeah. also announced that at the time, Jenna Louise Coleman, now just Jenna, Jenna Louise. Coleman, who, just as a little little throwback for anyone in the UK, was in Emmerdale, a British TV soap, for several mm. years. And I've dipped in and out of Emmerdale over the years because my mum watches it and I, I've always thought it was really good. It's better than Coronation Street. For UK people, it might be a hot take. I don't care. But Jenna Louise Coleman was, was like a big-ish character in that in like, I think about 2004, 2005-ish. So when I was okay. young, so I don't remember tons of mm. her. Um, but like I remember seeing her announced and going oh wow she's in Emmerdale she's going to be in Doctor Who that's cool and then it was kind of brushed aside a little bit and then obviously in Asylum of the Daleks she's just there yeah. and everyone's like she oh so she's going to be a part of the crew and then take over and then she died and everyone was yeah. like well how does this work like everyone yeah. just kind of went what's happening which was a really nice I like the twist and for whatever we're going to get into the Impossible Girl obviously going into part two for whatever mm. you think of that series arc that was fascinating to me the idea that we yeah. had a new companion, they showed up and then just died. I was like, okay, where are we where are we going with this? But to answer your question, not a hot take. I think Asylum of the Daleks is a really good episode. I really like it. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. I know there's a lot of controversy around. Not controversy, but a lot of people are, are not a fan of it. I think one valid criticism is I think they marketed Asylum of the Daleks as featuring every Dalek ever. I think we've spoken about that before. And it does somewhat, but they're like in the background for 0.5 of a second. And people are like, what? Well, then are that's they ridiculous. lying? 
Are they well, lying? They're not lying. They're not lying. Um, <laughs> it's not but quite yeah. Magician's Apprentice, even though everyone doesn't like. Most people seem to not like that two parts rather, but whatever. Which is strange. Um, which is strange. Um, yeah, because that one's great. Whatever. But uh, yeah, the Jenna Louise Coleman twist was huge. Was absolutely huge. And my, the same thought process went in my head. I was like, oh my god, she's gonna jo- she's gonna join early, and then bam. She's dead, and then she has that look to camera. Yeah. I'm like, there is more to this camera, uh, more to this character. Absolutely. Absolutely, so much more, so much more. But yeah, um, so I really enjoyed that one. Dinosaurs on a spaceship. What do you think about that one, Troy? Easily the weakest of the five. Disagree. In my opinion, really, you think Power of Three is mm, the weakest, yeah. don't you? Correct. No, that's incorrect. Um, I think I think a fall at the end does not. Uh, ruin the rest of the episode, in my opinion. Right, well, it weakens it, but it doesn't ruin my it. My only argument for that. Oh, <laughs> we'll get that. My no, Dinosaurs the Spaceship argument. has an interesting cast of characters. I don't remember all of them. I know Queen Nefertiti, because my mum loves Egypt, Egyptian stuff, and I remember being like, mm-hmm. oh, there's an Egyptian person in this. I was like, yeah, that's really cool. And I like the characters. Um, but it does have... Like, I love the introduction of Brian. I think he's a great little... Uh, Chris Chenwood is he's like middle-aged to older older white grandpa men characters. <laughs> Brian, Graham, Dan. He, like, he, he has like a wheelhouse, doesn't he? He really has a wheelhouse yeah. there. Um, that's, a, that's a big finish but... audio waiting to happen. <laughs> Brian, Graham and Dan. That'd be great. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, well, didn't Brian have a, have a sandwich at the, end, at the edge of the TARDIS? Graham would love that. Cheese and pickle sarnie. Oh, that, you see, that's that's the type of the three of them we want. Could all eat yeah. cheese and pickle sarnies at the Pier Ed. Oh, no. Open up a sandwich shop at the Pier Ed. That's what Big you're finish. Doing. Hit us up. Mm, anyway, thank you. I like I like the introduction of Brian. Oh, it's actually, sorry, I, I should. I did want to say something about Silent Dark. So I completely forgot. It's just come back oh, to me. Sorry. I know people criticised splitting up Amy and Rory and then bringing them back together. It did feel oh, yeah, like creating right. drama for the sake of drama, but I did like the payoff of it. I liked the arguments of Rory being like, you know, I've always loved you more than you've loved me, and also the effect of them not being able to have kids because the demons run. I thought yeah. well, like the ends kind of justified the means, which mm. is a lot considering them just suddenly being. A split up couple was a bit. I know there's the pond life, like omnibus thing that came out before, but that was only there to try and justify the divorce a bit more. It wasn't part of like the yeah. main story. It wasn't in the Doctor, the Widow, True. and the Wardrobe. Not that no. we want to talk about that episode again. Um, but at least I don't. Um, no. You don't waste Bill Bailey. Moving on. You so, don't waste Bill Bailey. With Dinosaurs in the Spaceship, it has one moment that I really don't like in Doctor. There's only a few that I don't like. The fact that he just leaves Solomon, David Bradley, old man, to die. Yeah. And it's it's not even like a, oh I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna save him then something goes wrong he literally goes enjoy dying bye loser see peace ya. out soccer and see goes and it just it felt a tiny bit uncharacteristic but then again mm. David Tennant did drown a bunch of Ragnos children so like is it that out it, I feel like it's just a rare character be but it just felt like a weird one for him they they do bring it back in Name of the Doctor where the great intelligence is like oh he goes you know tell that to yada 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 and Solomon the traitor who was the guy in Dinosaurs on a spaceship actually, who he killed. I've forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Stephen Moffat throwing shade at Chris Chibnall, question mark? <laughs> I don't know. But I don't think, yeah, well, you're saying uh, ends justify the means. I don't, yeah, I think that moment is very uncharacteristic. And just having one little throwaway line in Name of the Doctor that, you know, people will miss, such as yourself, Troy, yeah. I don't think justifies that that character moment, um, definitely. Yeah. That that probably is, yeah, the, probably the weakest point of Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. But I love the aesthetic of it. I love the beach scenes. They're so funny. Spicy being on Bad Wolf Bay. As you pointed out in an old in an old video, yes, in one of yeah. my most popular videos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I've always got a soft spot for dinosaurs on a spaceship. I think that is probably the most 
popcorny episode of Doctor Who. It's not very serious. It's not going to impact you. I, uh, it's called dinosaurs on a spaceship. Popcorny. Most popcorny. If I need a, I'd if say I need that a was corny, maybe yeah. Mitchell and Webb oh being my. robots. I, I kind of get that. That's a bit corny. I but... loved that, but I'm a sucker for David Mitchell. But uh... they are. They were funny, but I'm not sure how much I loved them. But then again, I, I didn't grow up watching Peep Show. I know a lot of people who did. So like. No, I, I, but I, I grew up watching like Would I Lie to You and stuff. So I I did like that. Like they they put, brought in the factor of like DNA. You know, two people with the same DNA need to be able to fix this or same gene pool. And so Rory and mm. Brian both had to like hit the buttons and like yeah, yeah, incorporated yeah. him. I like that idea. That's um, nice. There's there's a few elements of the episode I like. I just think it's the weakest one out of the five. Personally. Oh, that's fair. That's valid. That's valid. It's either one of the two Chibnall episodes. Unfortunately, sorry, Chibnall. No, right. Uh So power of three, crispy power of three. Sorry? Power 3? What power, about it? Town Called Mercy? Town Called Mercy? I said Town Called Mercy. What are you on about? Town Called Mercy's the third one. Do you know what always oh, confused okay, me? Yeah. I was going to make a joke about it <laughs> is that the Power of 3 is not the third episode. And I was about to make that joke and then just forgot the joke. And then, and then just said Power of 3 was went. third. <laughs> but, um, no. Anyway, so Town Called Mercy, what do you think? I think it's cool. It's very much got its own visual flair. I think I don't know where they filmed. Did they oh, they filmed this in the states somewhere? I think they filmed this. Don't uh, worry, most I'll of the, search it because I've got the loud the loud keyboard. Oh, nice. Well, I think most of the scenes in Asylum of the Daleks outdoors and the um, Town Called Mercy were all filmed together. Those two bits um, were it's filmed together. Insane. Ooh, much of the episode it? was filmed in March 2012 in the desert area of Almeria. Almeria in Spain, oh. in mini Hollywood and Fort Bravo, locations used for many Western set films. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it just, it looks, it, it's got that perfect Western aesthetic, and they definitely, you know, went went to wow. the lo- location to get that, and I think, I think it looks stunning. I think the Doctor and Stetson's never a bad thing. What, do you, oh, what so did true. you find a fun fact? And, and while we're here, just a fun fact. Actually, just take a guess. How many million people watched the episode, do you think? That episode? It, it, um, it's on my screen, so I just thought I'd read it out. 7.6 million. 8.42 million. Oh, wow. Matt was still bringing in the numbers even in his last se- series. You know? He yeah, still absolutely. bringing in the numbers. Absolutely. So, so, that was pretty good. I like the music. There's a, there's a piece of music in particular that plays and I can't remember. There's, there's like kind of like a, a bit of like a bit of a thematic theme to a town called Mercy. It's kind of like a woman singing that I really like. Like a yeah, lot of well, ooze. There's one, there's one bit I really like. You know the, you know the Rose? I think it's Rose's thing. Ah, uh, yeah, they do that, Similar but like that. West, West, Western and upbeat with a, like a whistle. Go, doo, 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 doo. It's like really quick. I was like, yeah. oh, that's a cool little motif, Murray, a cheeky boy. Oh um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah. That. So I, I don't know. I th- I think that episode is quite cool. I like the what's it, the gunslinger? Is that his name? The gunslinger, yeah, Carla, yeah. Carla, Carla Tech, Hex, Jex. No, Carla that's Tech. the guy. I oh yeah, Carla Jex. I can't remember. Gosh, we're such good Doctor Robo-Cop. Who fans. Um, Robocop, yes, correct. Robocop. I, I, I really like the characters. Yeah, I like the idea of the Western town. I love a lot, a lot of little bits of humour. Him walking down the, you know, has someone been peeking at my Christmas list? And he puts like the, yeah. the, the <laughs> thing in his mouth. What do you call it? The the pick. A toothpick? Toothpick in his mouth as well. I feel mm. like someone been peeking at my Christmas list. And he's like walking in, like he starts chewing it. Then it gets stuck in his mouth. Yeah, stuck in his teeth. Yeah. Tea, oh, it's so good. But the strong stuff. Leave yeah. the bag in. <laughs> He's such, a, he's such like, like a comedic actor, Matt Smith. I love Matt Smith. <laughs> if he I wants love Matt to Smith. But Power um, of Three then, Crispy? Power of Three. This one, I was all for, and the ending just really disappointed me. 
Definitely. And that was my argument as to why I think it's the weakest. Because I I love this episode right from the get-go. It introduces, you know, at one of the best returning characters in Doctor Who, it seems, Kate Stewart. And very I think it's a very right now. I know. I know. What? I didn't mention the theory. What theory? The theory I said I was going to tell you about. I didn't mention it. People are probably thinking, what was Troy's theory? Well, it wasn't my theory. I read it on Twitter. Are you ready for this? All right, I'm ready. We're going we're to we're career off because this is actually very important. And it might be, it, honestly, I almost feel like this, this crosses in the line of spoilers if this is right, because this seems like a very accurate theory. Oh, Troy, I'm you nervous. Re- you ready for this? No. So uh, this was a description from at DW on Twitter describing what was mm-hmm. happening. There was a scene between Kate Stewart and Ruby Sunday, Millie Gibson. And here's yeah. the scene. Kate and Ruby are talking outside. Kate shows Millie an iPad. <laughs> Switches between Ruby and Millie in the descriptions. Kate and Ruby are talking outside. Kate shows Ruby an iPad. Kate then uh, leans aside on the earpiece, looks quite shocked, looks at something in the sky on the street, and then at the end of the call, quickly leaves the scene. Ruby is visually frustrated and upset as Kate leaves. There is an interesting theory right now, because during okay. Dark Water, when Kate Stewart introduced herself, she mentioned that she was a divorcee. She was an outstanding bridge player. She was also a mother of Tim. Stop. What if Ruby Sunday is actually Kate Stewart's daughter? Because Ruby Sunday, we have said, is a very Russell T. Davies name. It could be a bit of a pseudonym. Ruby Sunday could well be Kate Stewart's daughter, and she might be getting miffed because Kate doesn't have the time for her because she's too busy with Unit. And they were having a chat about that, and then she has to storm off to do something to do with Unit. And that's why oh she's my. visually frustrated. Troy. What if that's the case? What if we have a Stephen Moffat character being brought back in Russell T. Davies' second era and introducing a Russell T. Davies second era character and linking them to a Moffat character. like That's ridiculous. It's all coming That's, together. It's could, all... could Ruby Sunday oh be Kate gosh. Stewart's daughter? I don't What do you know. think? This is definitely going to be our clip for this week, by the way. Yeah, Absolutely I know. Absolutely going to be this, the clip for That's this week. That's wild. That is, that is the wildest theory, but I wouldn't put it past Russell. I would not put it past Russell. And I that would be a, a really interesting way to introduce Millie Gibson's character, I think. If she had this mum who has obviously had, you know, alien fighting experience and she would have, like, grown up around, you know, knowing of alien knowledge, which could be an interesting dynamic for someone to be with the Doctor. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like that, the the more of the public knowing about the aliens again, because that was Mm. one thing I did miss that kind of went by the wayside with Moffat and Chibnall's eras, like, just the public knowing about aliens. It was a more grounded thing. But also, like, I kind of love the idea that you could almost have it, like, Sontaran's stratagem, where they're like, oh, it's you! Oh, he was at the wedding, blah, blah, blah. He was at the wedding and he was doing this, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you mm. can have it where she goes, you know, I've met an alien mom. And then she shows Shooty and he goes, and, and then they both look at each other and go, oh, no. Oh, no. And Kate's like, you, you're, you're traveling with the doctor. What? Like, like it, what? I can imagine that being a really interesting yeah, reaction. And then that could be the, cool. the, the mother of this, this section of Doctor Who is Kate Stewart. Kate Stewart. Will she slap the doctor then? Like, what's, are we going to keep up the I Russell tradition? I don't know. Oh, it's a, fun, it's a fun dynamic. And Russell really writes, like, the family dynamic so well. And I think that would be so funny. It's what okay. we keep saying, but it's so lovely that, like, we don't just have David Tennant this year to look forward to. But like mm. we're already like super excited for what's coming next year with shooting. Oh, I'm way, I'm, just I'm like, almost more excited. Not really. It's going to be crazy having like David and Catherine back. But I, I'm getting impatient. I'm getting yeah, impatient. Same, same. You know, I mean, Unit Helipad was your big excitement. Now you got Unit Mum. <laughs> unit Mum. <laughs> unit Mum. <laughs> unit Mum. Unit Mum. Unit Mum. That's uh, how yeah, you so said it. Unit Mum. Because we we had to talk about it. We had to talk about it. It was important. Yes, and we did. Thank you. I'm glad important. we did. I'm glad we did. And uh, everyone watching the clip, please like and subscribe. Thank you very much. Now on to Thanks, the rest guys. of the episode. Appreciate it.
and it cuts off there so they know there's more coming and they can go and watch the actual episode. So go watch it. Thank you very much. <laughs> so crispy. Um, yeah, Power of Three. I I think that, yeah, the episode's a really strong setup. It introduces Kate Stewart. I love the idea of the invasion of the very small cubes and all doing different things. I love that the Doctor gets to spend a year with them. And it also is like a really big prelude to what is then literally the next episode of them leaving. But, you know, they're starting to feel like there's a bit of a gap between their, their modern life and their life with the Doctor. You know, we dump them off and he's still coming back for them occasionally. And it also is one of my favourite scenes between, um, pardon me, between the Doctor and Amy, where they sat on that little bridge out. I think it's similar oh, to where the Doctor and Bill film fil- uh, that bit about, you know, gender oh, really? and all that. It looks like a similar setting. It might not be, but it looked like a similar scene. Anyway, the fact that they're having a conversation, he's like, and he says, you're the first face this face saw, which I didn't pick up on. That was a line, obviously, that he called back to in time of the Doctor when he was regenerating. Didn't realise yeah. it the first time around. Um, but I also love that, like, right the way through, they're playing together or not at all in the background. You hear them yeah. talking, and you just hear... Bit of foreshadowing going on. I, I love in TV shows or games or movies when there's stuff like that that you don't notice the first watch around. Or you hear the music and go, wow, that's sad. And you don't even realise it. Maybe people might have realised the next week and gone, I've heard that music before. But especially hearing it when they're jumping off the building, then going back to Power of Three, hearing it and going... Oh, Maury Gold, you cheeky devil. Like, yeah. you just, like, you hear it and you're like, oh, come on. So, like, that scene's brilliant. I- I'm running to you before you f- flare and fade away. Fade, fade, fade away. away forever. Mm. Like, it's just... It's, good it's stuff. just a sad... On your chivers. sad scene, but a beautiful scene. I think yeah. the whole thing of the Shakri, that, like, they're meant to be this big, fearful thing to Time Lords, that wasn't set up very well. It wasn't no. followed up on very well. And there's also this thing about the tally is coming. The tally is going to kill everybody or something, but then it was never revisited in Chibnall's run. He says no. it was tally and never touched on it, which I do think was a, a bit of a waste. Would have been nice to see him finish off on his own point. Yeah. You know? No, it's, it's, it's just a missed opportunity. And I, th- I think that, like, I, th- I like the idea of the villain. I very much like the idea of the villain, but, you know, the, the episode's focus, like, probably to its um, benefit, was on uh, Amy... Rory and, you know, the Doctor and the potential of them leaving. That's the yeah. whole premise of the episode. So, the villain, unfortunately, got sidelined and that was definitely the weakest part because they had to wrap up that story and it was literally done with a sonic screwdriver. And I feel like that's the one rule that writers should abide by. Don't wrap up the story with just a... And we're fixed. Yep. We're done. I could just do this and we're done. A little magic wand and then we're, we're ha- happy as... Like, I, I would have preferred... Like, even at minimum, if they if they sonic it on, you know, like the Doctor had to go outside and get one of those, you know, defribu- defibrillators or whatever and, like, link it yeah. up to the TARDIS and do a massive... Like, get just a little bit more effort than... Done. Yeah. Like, because I love that defibrillator scene as well where they're, like, jump starting his heart. That's great. We jumps up and goes, Welcome back, Lefty! Like that was um that was in Graham Norton's show. That was like a clip they showed earlier as well, so I'd seen that already. Oh, really? But I, I honestly I think the purpose of that story is more to set up the, the departure of Amy and Rory and explore that side of it. And because yeah. I think they nailed that so well, it doesn't bother me that the ending has like a weak true. finale. That's why true, I true, don't true. disapprove of it as much. Like I just think it's a very strong episode because of the character beats rather than the actual villain plot. Don't get me wrong, it should have been much better the ending and the setup of all that. Uh, it, it seems to me like it should have been more of a two-parter kind of thing. I don't know how you'd stretch that into two parts. It just feels like it should have had something, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a setup, and the setup should have been followed up on. I mean, that, there's one thing people are talking about, again, now a common theory, in um, Before the Flood, the Series 9 episode, there's a conversation between the Doctor and one of the people from the base, and they say, you know, the Minister of War, and he goes, who? And he's like, oh, wait, yeah, don't tell me. I'll find out soon enough. 
People think that maybe It'll Roger Abquillian could be the Minister of War. Yeah, that that's, that's what a lot of people are thinking as yeah. well, but who knows? Like, things get set up and then don't get paid off on, and the tally, definitely now that we've had an era from the guy who wrote the existence of the tally, and it wasn't followed up on, it's like, well, well it's, it's just a thing I we let think slide. think we'll never see it. We'll never see it. I feel like we're spending too much time on Series 7 Part 1 at the minute. I've got to be honest yeah, with we you. Gotta, so we got to keep going. So final, final, final episode, The Angels Take Manhattan. Um, best sweeping angel episode, in my opinion. Um, Maybe not. I don't know. It's uh, no. I, I. I prefer it. I prefer it to Blink and Time of the Angels in a lot of ways. Definitely prefer it's Time of Angels. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. I'll agree with you. I don't think anything can beat Blink. It might be because I've seen it so many times now, and I'm just like I've seen other ideas. The, the Angels. I think it does something more interesting with the Angels. It gets rid of the kind of the deadly side. I didn't like the the, the thing about them snapping people's necks. It was like it was dark for Time of Angels, but I'm glad they left it in there. And just yeah, like, right. you know, to send them back in time. I like that there's this idea of like a time farm. It takes what they did in Blink and it's yeah. like, well, how are they going to maximize that? Turn how are they going to become as powerful yeah, yeah. as they want to be? Well, because they're locking, almost locking off a city at one point in time and send people back in the same building. I love that concept. I also, it might just boil down to the fact that I didn't care about the impracticality of the Statue of Liberty angel. I obviously get everyone saying, oh, you know, someone would have seen it moving. There's no way everyone would blink at the same time. But that's yeah. the kind of goofy level stuff in Doctor Who where I just go, I just suspend it. It's a cool image. Go, that's such a cool idea. Yeah. And I, I literally have the statue right here. Do you? I have it. Oh, no. Oh, it's caught on to an ice warrior. Show it, bro, because the image Isn't of an it? angel becomes itself. <gasps> okay. Ah! Um, <laughs> I'll keep it next to me. Actually, do you know what? I'll put it in front of my, my Last of Us pops right here. Oh, very good, very good, there very go. good. There you go. Yeah, because I'm excited for that show. One week to go, baby. Um, One week. One week. Ugh, literally, next episode, I will be mentioning it. You better have seen the okay. first episode. I will. And try you all better best. have seen it. We won't spoil anything, but I will be mentioning it because I won't be able to stop myself because literally, just my brain is just verbal diarrhea. Um, what do you think of Amy and Rory's departure? That's got to be the most important thing. Right? I I cried. I think it was handled yeah. really well. I think the episode definitely, if you really try and nail down in on it, there's a lot of different plot holes and there's a lot of stuff that doesn't necessarily hold up. But as a whole, I think it's quite a strong story. It does some really interesting stuff with the angels. And, you know, it got me in the feels with Amy and Rory. I just wish yeah. that maybe they gave Rory a line and something before he went away. But, I mean, the abruptness of his departure kind of works. Yeah. So, it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult. Mm. Because, obviously, Rory became a big companion of his own, but he wasn't the one Huge. to start with. So, it was kind of balancing that. And I, I yeah. do, in a way, kind of like that they gave Amy and the Doctor the final section rather than Amy, Rory and the Doctor. I think Amy yeah. Rory there might have diluted it a bit too much, which is sad because I love Rory. But I think mm. it worked like as it was with the two of them and, obviously, uh, River in the background. Because, by the way, River in this episode thought she was great. Oh, River is very good she's in this episode. She's great in every episode, though. But, like, the, the final scene where she's like, yes, for God's sake, yes, like, where she's talking to a Amy. Mm. Um, my goodness, Alex Kingston, you legend. That was such a good yeah. team. And, like, she let the doctor grieve, and it's like, that's her own family there. That's her own mother. Yeah, you they know. were your parents. Yeah. My goodness, my goodness. Oh, also, no, great stuff. Slightly underrated moment, maybe, I don't know, possibly. But obviously, we all knew going into that episode, it was when Amy and Rory were going to leave. And the bit where, like, you know, don't read the chapter titles, don't read the chapter titles. Then he happens to see that, the, like, the last chapter is called Amelia's Last Farewell. Yeah. And, like, the way the music goes and the way he screams and everyone's like, I know that look, calm down. And it's like, it's like, oh, dear. And then he's like, yeah. you know, you get your arm out of that, blah, 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 blah. Like, he just walks off. He's, like, too focused. Like, I love that bit. I might also, Angel tonight, Babies, actually. horrifying. Really, scary really like those. stuff. Scary, really, really scary, like those. scary, scary stuff. So, I feel like the reason we focus more on this part of the series is probably because the episodes are a bit more 
I don't want to say consistent, but just like there's more to talk about. I feel like whenever people ask me to talk about mm. like series, I feel like with series seven part two, because we've talked about the snowmen in episode forty. Go listen to that, to that, you know, um, and how Victoria and Clara should have been the the companion that she should have shouldn't have done. We've talked about that because that's a very common argument. Very common but argument. Series seven part two has the best Matt Smith costume, hands down. In some ways, hands this might be a hot down. take. I almost like. In some ways, this is personal preference. I know this is going to annoy some people. I really like Eleven and Clara's chemistry. I okay. really like those two oh, together. It's not and arguably them. in some ways more than Eleven and Amy, like as an as an isolated mm-hmm. pairing. In terms of chemistry, they all have great chemistry, but I just kind of like the kind of more flirty banter. I know there's that one line in in, in the end of Nightmare in Silver where he's like, you know, a mystery wrapped in enigma wrapped into a skirt that's just a little too tight. Yeah. It is a bit of a creepy line. It's a bit of a. I, I, it's a bit weird. I don't tend to find it quite as dramatic as everyone else seems to. I think it's just a bit of a like it was no. meant to be be a bit goofy. And I think it just went a bit too far. And it's like misfire. We move. We move. Yeah. Right. Like, there was a bit of a flirty nature, and it was just the flirty nature I thought a bit too far. Definitely shouldn't have been in there, don't get me wrong, but, like, I yeah. guess I just don't find it as, <laughs> as a lot of people do. But mm. I like that kind of flirty banter, because Amy and, and Eleven didn't really have that. There was the weird, basically, like, assault scene that we don't talk about that much these days. Even no. Moffat's like, ah. um, But, like, actual flirty chemistry, there wasn't too much there beyond initial reaction, whereas I liked that Clara and Eleven had that, and that was also a thing that played into Series 8, that the flirty thing was gone, and he was an old man. Yeah. I liked that that was a big element that of their worked. relationship. They addressed it was that, interesting. which was nice. Yeah. Mm. No, so, definitely. I like their chemistry. I love his costume. I love his new TARDIS. Oh, which it was basically goodness. Capaldi's, but green. But still. I know. Um, still look great. Let, let's go through, because I'm, I'm, I'm able to pride myself on knowing the order of every episode in every series. I don't know if I, I can name I all it. the episodes in order. I think I can name them. Can I try? George, can try. I try? Yeah, please. Go on, then. Go on. Let me, let, okay. me, pardon me. let me get the list up. I don't know why I keep burping. Something wrong with me. Okay, okay. yeah, I think I've got uh, it. I think I've got it. Right, go for it. Uh, the Bells of St. John, Rings of Akatan, Cold War, Hide, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, Crimson Horror, Nightmare and Silver, The Name of the Doctor. Perfect. I don't think I'd have quite got oh, that right. I think I would have got maybe it. Hide and Cold War the wrong way around, and I'd forgotten the Crimson Horror. Which the Crimson is not, Horror. is not testament to me not liking it, because it actually has the least views of all of all the episodes in really? this series. Yeah, only by a tiny Weird. amount. Yeah, because uh, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS had 6.5 million, but Crimson Horror had 6.47. How many did the name of the doctor? Can I ask? Even though we're seven point four five. Oh, interesting. So it went back very, a very bit interesting. Again, but, um, yeah, nice. But no, so, so how are we going to break this down? We've only got like what ten minutes? Roughly well, ten so minutes. We're going to talk speed, this speed through it. We're going to speed, speed through. through it. Bells of Saint John, underrated. One of my favorite episodes of Series Seven B. I love uh, Killer Wi-Fi. It's a goofy thing. Killer but Wi-Fi, I love it. but it's a cool concept and Moffat. Yeah, kind of. I like the way you played it. I think. Jenna Coleman definitely knows how to connect yeah. Wi-Fi. I'm surprised that Clara doesn't. But whatever, I think it's a fun story. But I think a common problem with Series 7 I have is how quickly they wrap up things. I enjoyed the ending of The Bells of St. John. I think it was definitely more thought out than Power of Three. But it's over in like two minutes. You're like, oh, okay. There we go. We're good. Yeah. Who was the... Who... Who was the... Uh, Celia... Celia Imrie as Miss Kislet. Really Miss like Kislet. her. Seen her in some stuff. Yeah, she's um, a good actress. She's in Mamma Mia and stuff like that, Nanny, Nanny McPhee. She's been in mm. some, some stuff that I recognised her from. I loved her, especially like the little the underrated bit at the end. I keep saying underrated, yeah. I do feel like it's just generally there's underrated scenes, but I love when the unit soldiers storm in, and she's like, you know, where are my mummy and daddy? 
Like, I, that was a really sad thing. Like, the Great Intelligence like took over as a kid. I was they like, said that's... they wouldn't be long. Yeah, like that's so sad. I remember <laughs> seeing so, that being like so oh, depressing. What? I remember watching. I remember doing the rewatch um, with my with my housemate Gabby, and she was like, oh. Like, she realised, like, oh, my gosh, it's been, like, you know, taken from such a young age. She was exactly, like, it was a dark yeah. scene. It's a very it's dark rough. scene. Yeah. 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 Um, what do you think... Well, let, let's ask you this question. Let's ask you okay. this question. Okay, What sir. do you think's the best episode of Series 7B? Oh, no one's ever asked me that. That's a really good question. Wow. That almost sounded sarcastic, uh, but I do think no. you're being serious. No, 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 I'm being serious. That's, that's taking yeah. me by surprise now. Um, I think... Name of the Doctor, probably, probably for me. I don't know. They're Do you not all... think that's one of the weaker finales? No, not at all. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, it would say a lot if you were like, the best episode of this series is what I deem is one of the weaker finales. Like, that would be, like, really awkward. No. Because it'd be like, oh, no, I'm no, just no, say no. a lot for the other episodes, then. Um, I wouldn't, I, ooh. I no, love Rings of Akaten. Mm. But a lot of that is for that speech at the end, in fairness. Yeah. I do also like the bit of, did you just lock us in? Yep, with the giant monster. Yep, straightens the bow tie and all that. Like, just, I love that that scene. There's a good bit of chemistry and stuff there. And, and so like, good. And just the, the vibes between them. Like I said, I love their chemistry. Like, Matt and Jenna, I think, as an underrated pairing in Doctor Who. We should Maybe have had more time take, with them. But, no. yeah, we should have had more time with them. I love her with Peter Capaldi. Do not get me wrong. Those yeah, two together that's, are that's fireworks. S-tier, for sure. But, but I almost feel like, I, like if it had had more of Matt and Clara, I would have ranked them at a very similar level. Because I really yeah. like their chemistry. I, th- I, really I think do. if they, I think if they developed it more, it was just a case of yeah, we didn't get that much time with them, and we got so much time with Peter and Jenna that that it just blossomed. Yeah. into what it was. It's difficult though for the rest because, like, for me, obviously when I watched all this stuff in 2020, I remember being like, "Oh, these episodes are better than I remember and better than people say." But I'm looking at them again now, and I'm like, they don't stand out to me as like some of the best of Doctor Who. No, but maybe that's just my opinion. A lot of the episodes that people don't feel are forgettable, I still think are solid. I don't feel like there's many like standout weak or bad episodes of Doctor Who. I just think that they're solid or then good, great and amazing. You know, there's not they're many very, that go beyond, beyond. Very passable episodes of Doctor Who, Troy. Like they yeah. do it. Like I, don't, I think maybe as a whole, Series Seven mm. is probably the most popcorn series. You know what I'm you saying? You really want to I run the popcorn narrative I, home, don't you? I, I think that this series is very accessible to the average viewer. You know what I'm saying? Because every week's an individual installment. Every every week's you know from. From A to B, you could watch and be like, oh, yeah, I kind of understand. Maybe except for Name of the Doctor. Um, but I feel like, you know what I mean? You, oh, Troy, you're not giving me a lot of confidence but like, here. But, like, the thing is, if, if you'd say to me, oh, what would be a good se- a series to represent Doctor Who to get people to watch? I would not say Series 7. No, no. If you had to Which choose an individual episode to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite what you're saying, I know. But, it, like, saying it's like, mm. accessible to the general audience. It's like, well, yeah. I'd argue more of the Russell stuff or even, like, Series 5. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. Series that's 10, true. maybe a little bit more accessible, possibly. Mm. And then some of Jodie's stuff, also, because mm. there was a lot of, like, story a week thing with her. I don't know. Interestingly enough, Cold War and Hyde were two episodes I didn't really watch when they came out. And I, I don't remember the details of this too much, but I remember, like, they were on the TV, and my yeah. mum was watching them, but I was, like, on my Xbox, I was like, no, I'm listening to them, I'm paying attention to them. Which I, I remember doing and being, like, I clearly was not paying attention to them. And I don't know what I was on, like, why I just wasn't bothered about those episodes those weeks. I, Interesting. You could, I honestly want to go back in time and ask Troy what the hell he was thinking, what the hell was going on here? <laughs> because when I watched... I've got to keep making that joke, we need that as an audio bit as well. Yeah, what the hell Because when we watched Hyde on the rewatch, I honestly think that was the first time I'd seen the episode fully start to finish. I did not remember. Wow. I was like, what is this? I was like, this is, I liked it. I really liked that episode. I, I, quite, and I quite enjoy Hyde. I think for a long yeah. time, Hyde was my favorite because I always wanted like a spooky 
uh, yeah. Doctor Who episode. I love the idea the TARDIS doesn't quite like Clara as well. Yeah. Big, that was a bit goofy. No, but maybe goofy. that was because the TARDIS didn't like it because she was a bit of like a temporal anom- anomaly kind of thing. I wish they followed up on that, but it's not really. But we can make our own assumptions, I guess. Headcanon. Headcanon is a great thing, Chris. Oh, like, fun maybe fact. because the TARDIS was like, we landed in two places where she died. I don't want her back in the TARDIS. I don't know. Yeah, please. Probably the TARDIS is very smart. But fun fact: mm. um, Hyde was the first episode that Jenna filmed before Asylum, before Snowman, before anything. Hyde was the first. Before thing she the filmed. Snowman. Yep. Snowman was really? so late in the game, you have no idea. I think the Snowman was after St. John. Wow. Yeah. Snowman was very late in the game. Explains why she hit the ground running as the, the Victorian woman in that case. Yeah. She had so much Let's practice. Let's um, yeah. Filming. Let's have a look. I think this, oh, is, wow. this, is, this is an interesting wow. fact. So here's the filming order for, for this. Oh, filming please block, tell me. Um, filming block one was Dinosaurs in a Spaceship in Town Called Mercy. Then filming block two was Asylum of the Daleks and the Angels Take Manhattan. Then Power of Three. I remember that being the last episode. Yeah, that was the last one. Here's the order for Series 7, Part 2. Hyde was filmed first, then Cold War, then The Crimson Horror, then The Snowmen. Oh, there you go. Then Journey to Center of the TARDIS, Bells of St. John, Ring of Akaten, Nightmare in Silver, and then Name of the Doctors. They did end with the finale. Yeah. But wow, that's a disjointed order. That is crazy. It's so weird, hey. I wonder if that, that was based on, like, maybe there was a different order to the episodes at the time. So, like, what they decided on to broadcast, maybe. Um, I don't know for sure. But, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. It's a very interesting one. And, like, I really... I, I just want to say, I really like The Crimson Horror. That one gets... As like, do I. Like, gets bashed on a lot. That's a it really does. good story. I really I like that. I think it's that. fine. It, it's probably the Tardis. closest thing... Sorry, I was just going to... On The Crimson Horror, I think yeah, it's probably like the closest... Yeah, we're, like, bashing I have a big no, bashing yeah. for you, and I want us to get to that. Go on. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I was just saying the Crimson Horror is probably the closest thing we'll ever get to the Padnoster Gang spinoff, and it has it has a soft spot in my yeah. heart. It's like one of the only episodes that like opens um, or like for a large portion doesn't feature the Doctor, and I really appreciate that. It kind yeah. of de- le- delves us into the whole world of whatever Sweden's or I can't remember what the name of the place is. Sweetville. Oh, Sweetville. Anyway. Did you say yeah. Sweden? <laughs> Sweet, uh, Sweden's is from Parks and Rec. Sorry, I'm getting my. No, shows I, I thought you meant literally up. like the country. Like, I honestly thought you said Sweden. Sweden. I was like, no, they're not, no, 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 they're in, they're in Victorian, they're in Yorkshire, they're in Yorkshire, they're in Yorkshire. No, they're in Yorkshire. Um, but I just wanted to give a, a credit also to Journey to the Center of the Tardis because I love, especially the scene at the start when the the three salvage guys come in and he's like, you know, salvage of life, and then he locks the Tardis. Went, you meant the Tardis, I meant Clara. I meant like there's Clara. a really like dark eleven moment. Also, love him going around without the coat. Like just yeah, that great outfit. look. So His outfit. Was- I think that might be my least favorite episode, though. Controversial. Really? I think it's a bit confusing. I will agree on that. Kind of like That's the not way that confusing. The kind of- I just. <sighs> I didn't think the the guest cast were particularly great. They weren't that strong. No, that's the reason. I I didn't like how it all got fixed with the big red button and stuff. I don't know. It was a very convenient ending. Once again, the series seven endings I don't think are strong. True. Nightmare in Silver. Do you think that's as bad as everyone else makes it out to be? I don't think it's great. I don't think it's as bad as everyone else makes it out to be. I think there's fun elements. I don't think the kids, what Archie and I can't remember their names. Yeah, neither can I. Anyway, um, I don't think they were particularly memorable, Artie and Angie. obviously. Artie and Angie. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, I feel like it's a wasted opportunity. I think Neil Gaiman needed to be given a two-parter to do that story justice. I think that was the yeah. initial pitch, but then he had to reduce it down, and I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know if the kids were in the original script. I liked, I've always liked the idea of Doctor Who at a theme park, and I don't think they yes. utilized that at all. At all. But I liked the idea of Ultimate Cyberman. 
and like as a one and mm. done thing. Like Cybermen that were fully upgraded, all the ways you could have beat them in the past, you can't do anymore. How yeah. do you how do you beat them? Obviously mm. you blow up the planet. But like I love that <laughs> idea of like, you know, they are the ultimate version of Cybermen. They can upgrade themselves like that, like a software patch. I really, really like that concept. And so I it's do cool. like the episode. I love Mr. Clever. So it's one of the best yeah. parts ever released. Oh in my Hill. gosh. I love that that back and forth banter between the Limb Doctor and Mr. Clever. So good. It's what I really it's again, I think like all the episodes in series seven, when if I look at them as a general, I'm like, oh yeah, that series is not quite as strong. But I, when I think about each one individually, I'm like, these episodes are really like I like them. They're there really are, there are great there are great moments. There are great yeah. moments within these episodes. But, but as a whole but, yeah. but, but I love Warwick Davis. I love Warwick Davis. He's an absolute icon. Porridge. (laughs) He's he's actually like the emperor of the galaxy or something. No, he he asks Clara to marry him, and and, and Matt Smith's like, what? I can't blame him. I can't blame him. Respect. Respect, Porridge. Hi, Crispy's girlfriend. Hope you're enjoying listening to this bit. Um, Hey, she'd marry Jenna Coleman in a heartbeat, mate. Well, who did we send? Oh, you sent her a picture of um, Tatiana Maslany, wasn't it? Because of She Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> we're just mar- we're marrying a lot of celebrities in my relationship. We are marrying so a lot of celebrities. Yeah. Also, make sure you book your Ant-Man tickets because, by the way, special episode. If you aren't there, I'll do it on my own. I don't care. Okay, we have to do okay. one. Okay. So yeah, you better be there. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Don't go there before it comes out though. This time, don't be on no red carpet. I don't be jealous. I'll again, be on a red right? carpet. What of it? You just like you actually get a red carpet, and put it in your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So name of the doctor. Closing topic. Closing topic. Crispy. Yeah, yeah. The impossible girl. Oh, yeah. The idea that Clara kept dying and dying and dying was because the Great Intelligence visited the Doctor's timeline at all different points to try and kill him, stop him mm. getting to where he was going to be at Trenzalore, blah, 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 blah. And Clara steps in, breaks herself up in the timeline, and saves him at every point as well. Mm. What do you think of that series arc? Uh, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because I love the idea of this impossible girl. How, how does she keep on popping up? How does she keep on dying? Um, and that definitely kept me interested throughout the whole thing. But I think that stunted the character growth of Clara. It's like it's herself because we were more involved in the mystery than the character um, of, of Clara. So I'm so glad that Jenna was able to have, you know, two, three seasons or what, two and a half, whatever, um, with um, in Doctor Who to flesh out that character. Because if it was a one and done thing, if the name of the Doctor was her last episode, I would have completely forgotten about her. I'd be like, oh, that was a weird little thing we had. Um, but as a, as a whole, as the Impossible Girl thing, I'm glad they did it. I'll say I'm glad they did it. That's what I'll say. Troy? Yeah. I, I like it. I, mm. I think you've got to be careful because obviously if you set up a, a character that can literally be there at any point in time to save the Doctor, you don't want to set it up as like, well, why isn't she there in the future when the Doctor's in mortal danger? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Because the great intelligence could have shown up. Because he made a point towards the end. He's like, you know, she's, they're visiting futures, even visiting places even I haven't been to yet. And that's one of the reasons yeah. he starts like passing out. I like that as an idea for like weakening him. But then it also backdoors. Well, if they're going to places he hasn't been, she should be showing up, you know, in the future. And you know, the great intelligence should be there and she should be saving it. I don't like that it sets that up because you don't. I want it to kind of touch Matt Smith and before that, but then leave the rest open. And there's like a distinct cut off. And I'm a little bit icky about that. But as a general I idea, you. I think it was a, an interesting payoff, and I, I don't think it was it was a bad one. I think no. you know the idea that she she saw him a couple of times, she died a couple of times. I think it was paid off well. This impossible girl concept, especially since both times that she died was due to the great intelligence. Yeah, have we? No. Oh no, that nice wasn't. Wrap no, it up. wasn't. Never mind. Oh, I know. The mind. first one was the Daleks. 
But oh well. Imagine if it was both down to great intelligence. That would have been great. Maybe may, it would have been know. great intelligence. Maybe he crashed her ship. Maybe that's maybe he showed up on the ship, crashed her, and then Big got brain. her. You know, Starship exactly. Alaska. And baby. that's how we end this episode. So now overall, series seven. What would you give a score for it out of ten? Seven, hands down. Actually, you know, I'll settle on a seven. I think it's a nice. seven. I like that. Nice. That's a good. Beautiful. That's a good way to wrap it up. That's a well good way done, to wrap it up. Well done, Troy. Well done to yeah. us. For- I'll clap to that. Oh, well done. We had the sound. We had the sound bite in a while. We had the sound bite in a while. You know, we had the sound bite. We, we gonna have a taste like chicken or something? You want You what want a taste like chicken, mate? Give us a you, taste I... like chicken. Here we go. Taste like, like chicken. chicken. Oh, timed it. Good. Good. I hope that syncs up in the edit. Otherwise, it's gonna we'll sound see. really awkward. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's a good place to wrap up. So crispy. Your closing comments, please, good sir. Um, today we've been talking about uh the impossible girl. And you know what? I think we need to talk about the Impossible Podcast. Who's there a Doctor Who podcast? Because it didn't seem possible. Troy, t- Troy tried to get me on this podcast a bunch of times, but now it's possible. And I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Where are you going? I'm just are doing you, what I'm, you're doing right now. I'm reaching for a connection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I couldn't think of bit. anything. I, could, I, didn't, I usually have something in mind, but I had nothing. Nothing. To be fair, you, you can't top. I know this bomb. You can't top that. That's probably the funniest thing. That feels like thing. I said that three days ago. Now that is crazy. I know it feels like a lifetime ago, but I'm excited to oh. hear it back, Troy. Oh. Anyway, let's get out of here, hey? Yeah, great. Let's 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 get out of here. Let's get out of here, crispy, ladies and gentlemen. I thought you were going to hit a sound effect then, honestly, when you said that. I was like, I thought you were going to hit like a TARDIS or something. Oh, let's get out of here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That would have been so funny. That um, been yeah. Good. Thank you all very much for listening. Stop locking it up. Thank you very much for listening to episode 42 of Who's There? He's getting a sound effect. I'll try and drag this out, everyone. Uh, let's see if we can do it quicker this time. Thank you very much for listening to episode 42 of Who's There? A Doctor Who podcast. As always, make sure you rate five stars on Apple, Spotify, all the podcast platforms. Follow on those platforms. Like and subscribe on YouTube and leave a comment down below on some of the things we've talked about. Um, we suggested as well recently to one of our big commenters, Sarah Glover. I think this is a good thing for everyone. If you guys like leaving comments as we go through an episode, it's pointless saying this now at the end of an episode, but we'll say it for the future. Like, if you're going to be leaving a bunch of comments to the podcast, do it as a reply chain. Leave a comment and reply to your comment with every new bit you add. Because I think it'd be fun to read through, like, everyone's comments on going through the uh, the podcast episode. Which, speaking of, Crispy, um, yeah. should we read a couple of audience comments? Because I think we forgot about that. Ah, uh, sure. Why not? You get one up right now and i'll be with you in a second hello sailor anyway all right i'll get one up so here's a couple of audience comments regarding series seven from anchor as i asked so the poll um oh the poll was polls about 60th we completely we need to get back into floats because last week we didn't look at the poll last week we didn't do the poll i'll tell you what we're gonna record it after this and i'll slide it in and you will not even notice it'll be seamless it probably will be really obvious whatever i'm put this in now so it will be obvious anyway um on youtube let's look at some of the comments let's just pick out say two all right, Crispy. Yes. Give me, Perfect. give me, give me a couple of numbers. Give me a couple of numbers. Uh, two. <laughs> number two. Comment number two from Grace Rurka. I think the Jenny Sense of Tardis gets a bad rep from some people, but it's enjoyable and fun, and changes our perspective on the Tardis in an exciting way. Interesting. I guess. Oh, I'm, I'm right. out. My camera's gone. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> Quick, one more episode. One more. One more. One more comment. Something. One more comment. Uh, five. Five. Comment five. Um, Lego Master said, not bad, but not great. It did its job setting up the 50th special, Day of the Doctor. I, I agree with that, because that was an awesome argument. There was less budget because it was safe for Day of the Doctor. I don't know if it shows that much, though, personally. Mm. I, I quite like how Series 7 me looks. But yeah. So there we go. We will see you all next week in episode 43 of Who's Our Doctor 2 podcast, where we look at future potential spin-offs. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And it's goodbye yeah. from Crispy. 
Bye. Thank you all for listening. His cameras died, so we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Oh, TARDIS noise. Brilliant. I don't know how it's going to work with the outro theme, but we move. You know, it'll work. It'll work one way or another. So thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all soon. Alonzi! Alonzi, baby! <laughs> <laughs>